Welcome to the podcast of Woburn Baptist Church. We hope that you enjoy listening to the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. Matthew chapter 13, and here Jesus begins the parables. Um, We have seen the ministry of Jesus, how He was baptized by John the Baptist, and how he went into the wilderness to be tempted. We saw how he began his ministry, how he performed many miracles, he was casting out demons, he was um, healing the blind and healing the sick and healing all kinds of different diseases. And he was teaching, he taught the Sermon on the Mount, which We'll come back to it another time. He taught many things and then he gave instructions to his disciples. And up till now, we haven't yet come to the parables. That's one of the very important parts of Jesus' teaching, one that's very memorable. Something that uh, we love to, to read. Jesus taught in parables and what is a parable? A parable is a An earthly story with a heavenly meaning, some would say. You've got Jesus telling these stories about the natural world and about the things that we see. Many of them had to do with agriculture and about how these things in nature teach us about God, about the kingdom of heaven. Now, how many of you garden? How many garden? How many just have some house plants? (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, we've got a little bit of a garden. Uh, it's a little bit overtaken by weeds right now. And we have some plants that we've put around. And, um, you know, one of the things that uh, Amy loves to look at Pinterest and, and see all the different kinds of uh, uh, ideas for for craft ideas and for decorating and for gardening and all those kinds of things. And one of the things that you see are these these hanging baskets that have different plants in them like cherry tomatoes or strawberries. And you can, you can plant these and they're supposed to grow uh, and you can actually have t- strawberries or cherry tomatoes growing there from these hanging baskets on your house. And we, we did that, and we, we had a, a nice, two nice cherry tomato plants that were growing up out of these hanging baskets, and, and they were really nice, they looked really green to start off with, and uh, you know, we were getting all kinds of rain, and they looked very healthy, and, and then they got so big that maybe, uh, you know, the wind would blow, and it would break a limb off, and and they started to be a little bit less healthy looking. And then the heat from this week came. And now this is what our cherry tomato looks like. Just dried and shriveled up. Because it didn't have enough room to, have, um, to, have, to really have roots. And to be able to get water. And... It didn't have the kind of soil that it needed to to be able to sustain it whenever the weather got more difficult. Well, that's very similar to what Jesus is talking about right here. In other words, the the laborer that's supposed to take care of the plant, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, and a lot, some of it's our fault. We should have watered it better. <laughs> Matthew chapter 13, starting in verse 1. We will read verses 1 through 23. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. And great crowds gathered about him, so that he got into the boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they didn't have much soil. And immediately they sprang up, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on the good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. Then the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered them, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it has not been given. For to the one who has, more will be given. And he will have an abundance. From the one who ha- but from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. Indeed, in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, You will indeed hear, but never understand, and you will indeed see, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear. And their their eyes have closed, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For truly, I say to you, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. But this is what, this is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a little while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sowed among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word. But the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil... This is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case, a hundredfold, in another, sixty, and in another, thirty.
Let's pray. God, I thank you for your word. I pray that we would be eagerly hearing your word, that we would listen to hear from you today. Lord, that is what we need. We need your word. Lord, give us eyes to see and give us faith to hear. That your word is here. And that you have spoken to us. Change our hearts by it. Lord, I pray that you would be with me. Help me to proclaim your word. I need your grace. I cannot do this in my own strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus tells this story. It's a pretty homey story. It's about nature. It's something that everybody can relate to. He tells this story about a, a guy who's planting seeds. And he's not just planting them, but he's scattering seeds. He's sowing like he would sow grass or, or wheat or some kind of grain. He's sowing them. Scattering them out. He's not just digging a hole and putting a seed in and covering it up. But it's sowing, distributing it, wherever it will go. That's the kind of planting that this farmer is doing. And as he's going around just throwing the seeds around wherever it will go, they all landed on different kinds of soil. Some of it, Jesus tells us, landed on the path. The, weird, the, the worn path that you, you walk on. And as people would walk by and the ground would get packed down, it would become harder and harder and harder until it was so hard that it was just, just about as hard as rock. And nothing was going to grow there. Maybe you've seen it. If you've been out on a, on a farm in a pasture somewhere and you see those paths where the livestock have walked, whether it be, for me it was pigs. We'd, I'd go out on the farm, we'd see the, the fence row there. there, there was, on one side was, was where all the pigs were supposed to be and on the other side there was a pasture where all the cows were. And when those baby pigs would get out, they would run back and forth along the fence trying to get back in. And they'd wear that ground down until all the grass was gone. That's how the roads were made. People would travel these same paths over and over until the ground was just so hard that it, nothing would grow anymore. So some of these seeds that were just being scattered indiscriminately landed on this path. And what does Jesus say happens to that seed? Birds come. There's no protection from getting into the dirt or anything like that. There's nothing like that. They're just sitting there on top of the ground. The birds come and they eat the seeds and they take them off away and nothing grows. And some of these seeds that are scattered indiscriminately, they land on the rocky soil. Maybe somebody's done some landscaping. But it's just, it's rocky soil. There's all kinds of 
rocks and pebbles and all, all kinds of things. And, and it's not going to grow in this place either. Actually, Jesus says, it begins to grow. It, 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 it starts to have something spring up. And yet, because it's rocky and because of all the, the inability for it to really establish roots, this plant that just begins to get started dies. It withers up, just like my cherry tomatoes. And so some of the seeds, they land on thorny soil. Maybe along, among the briars. We've got raspberry bushes and blackberry bushes in our yard. Some of them land right there in the middle of those. They, they grow up right along with the other thorns, but they bear no fruit because they're just choked. They're choked by all the thorns and the briars that they're around, and they bear no fruit. And these again die. You've got three kinds of soil here. You've got the path. You've got the rocky soil. You've got the thorny soil. And all of these different types of soil, nothing's going to grow. And then Jesus ends with talking about the good soil. It's that soil that's been plowed. It's that soil that you take care of, that you water, that you pull the weeds. It's that good soil. Some of, the land, some of the seeds fall on the good soil and they grow and they grow and they grow and they produce a harvest. Some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirtyfold. What are we to make of this? Thankfully, Jesus explains what to make of it. But I'm not going to go there quite yet. There's an interruption here between the parable and the explanation of the parable. There's an interruption here. Jesus' disciples, they come to him and they ask him, why are you teaching everyone in parables? That's a good question. Why are you teaching everybody in parables? These, these stories... If you ask somebody today in an academic institution that teaches about education, Christian education in particular, you ask somebody, they're liable to tell you, well, Jesus taught people in stories because it got people's interest and they could, he could explain things with a story that they wouldn't understand if he told them just plain. But these people in academic institutions who would tell that explanation of why Jesus taught in parables, obviously haven't read Jesus' explanation of why he taught in stories. Why did Jesus say he taught in parables? So that people wouldn't understand. Let's look at the words that he says. Why do you speak to them in parables, verse 10? And he answered them, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For to the one, for to the one whom has, more will be given, and he who, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who 
has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables. Because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. Indeed, their case, in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled. Strange to us. Why would Jesus teach in parables so that people won't hear? He's illustrating something that Isaiah prophesied about. Seeing they won't see. Hearing they won't hear. It is entirely possible for us to come to church every Sunday and hear with our ears and see with our eyes on our heads. And it will go right past us out the other side. That's what Jesus is saying. It is possible that we can come every single Sunday, every, every time the doors are open, we can even read our Bibles on our own and see what the Bible has to say, and it will go right past us. What we need is the Holy Spirit's intervention. We need the Holy Spirit in order to understand Scripture more than anything else. If we just on our own, in our flesh, come to the Word of God. Apart from the aid of the Holy Spirit, that's what it's going to do every time. It's just going to go right past us. It is possible to hear without hearing. And this is a dangerous, dangerous thing. What do we do? What kind of listener are you? What kind of listening do you do? Do you come preparing your hearts each week to hear from God, to hear His message from His Word? Or do we come to this moment on a Sunday morning, casually, without doing any preparation, without reading maybe what the text is for that Sunday, without spending time in prayer and asking God to feed us from His Word and to speak to us? It takes some preparation to come and hear. Because we don't want to be that listener who hears without hearing. And Jesus says, let him who has ears hear. It is possible that we could have ears on our head, but not listen with the ears of our heart. Now Jesus comes to the explanation of the parable. Isn't it nice when you read a story from the Bible and you kind of scratch your head and you think, what is he talking about there? And in the next verse he says, this is what I mean. (laughs) This is the explanation. He doesn't leave us any doubt. He doesn't try to say... You know, say, well, you can interpret that in all kinds of different ways, and this is what this person thinks it means, and this is what this person thinks it means. No, Jesus says, you want to know what the parable means? I'm telling you, this is what it means. The sower is the evangelist. The sower, he goes out and he's the one who's sowing the word. It can be the preacher. It could be me up here as I'm spraying out and distributing seeds from the Word. And it can be you and your evangelism. As you share the Gospel with other people throughout your week, you're sowing the Word. 
The sower sows the word. And as a, an evangelist, as someone who sows the word, we're just throwing that out and we know it's going to land on all kinds of different soils. Some are going to listen and some are going to not. And according to what Jesus says, it looks like there's three types of soil that are not. We got a, uh, maybe we got better odds than that sometimes or maybe we got worse. But three out of four don't even listen to what Jesus in, in, uh, in the parable. Three out of four of the listeners don't even hear what he has to say. So we go and we preach indiscriminately. We, we tell the gospel. We evangelize. We, we just spread it out everywhere. And it lands on all these different kinds of soil. And Jesus talks first about the, the, the path. The worn path. And it's just a hard ground. And the birds that would come and they would take the seed and they would take it off. That is like, in Jesus' words, that is like someone who's maybe sitting right here in this church. And you're hearing God's Word just proclaimed clearly, coming straight out of the Bible. And the evil one, Satan, comes and he snatches it right out before it can ever get any, any root. It just goes right past you. Maybe there's some bitterness in your heart about something or other. Maybe, maybe you just are, are determined not to listen, but for some reason there's a hardness there in your heart. You're determined not to hear. And so this, Satan just comes, even when God's Word is just spoken as clear as daylight, and this evil one comes and he takes that seed and he flies away with it. The next soil is the rocky soil. Here, Jesus says, this is seed that springs up temporarily. It springs up. It lands on that rocky soil and it starts, but it doesn't get the kind of nourishment that it needs. It doesn't get... Water and it does it can't grow its roots down. And the sun comes and it bears down on that plant and it withers and dies. There are believers, oh, there are people who hear the Bible and have a temporary response. They get excited. Woo! They holler, praise the Lord! I've been saved. And you never hear them again. You never see them again. They may come. They may be baptized. They have a temporary response. A little bit of excitement about spiritual things. But Jesus says, when persecution comes, when it gets tough, that sun scorches that plant and it dies and it withers away because it wasn't on good soil. Then you've got the thorny soil. Planting all these different places. We're we're spreading it out just wherever it'll land. And it lands on this thorny soil and it springs up. But it doesn't produce any fruit because all the nutrients and everything are taken by the thorns. And they're just, it's choked out and it can't live. Jesus says that's like the cares of the world. 
the cares of this age, the desire for money. What an age we live in. We live in an era that has so many things to distract us. Entertainment, television, movies, music, iPods, Androids, all kinds of things. We've got concerns about our money. Where am I going to get an income? We've got pressures from our culture. If you do this, you might not get hired for that job. If you say this, if you believe this, somebody might not want to have anything to do with you. And those pressures from the world, the desires of the flesh. And it just comes and while the person may have a temporary response again, just like that so, the, the stony soil. There's a temporary response of excitement, but it all gets choked out because of the cares of this world. You'd rather have entertainment than Jesus. All these different kinds of soil. And then we come to the good soil. Some of it lands on good soil. You know, I, I think if I was the farmer and I'm spreading it around, I'd probably at least try to spend most of my time around the good soil. And it'd be just the stuff around the edges that are falling. Some of it lands on the good soil. And this is the person who listens. And it goes down deep. And they don't just hear with their ears on their head, but they hear with the ears on their heart. They prepare themselves to hear God's Word. They listen. And the Holy Spirit comes. And their blind eyes are open. And their deaf ears are unstopped. That's the good soil. What kind of soil are you? What kind of soil are you? That's, that's a good question to ask when we look at this text. But ultimately, the Holy Spirit can take that rocky soil and break that soil up and tear those rocks out and make good soil. And He can take His plow and His cultivator and He can rip those thorns away. And He can cultivate and make you into good soil. And He can take that path, that old field road that goes right in the middle of the field. And he can take his plow and he'll plow right over it and make you good soil again. The Holy Spirit can do what man cannot do. We, can, we can't do anything to make us one kind of soil or another. We need the Holy Spirit who can do what we can't do. He can open our eyes. He can make that hard heart soft again. He can help us to see that Jesus is more glorious and more beautiful than anything this world has to offer. What is it to bear good fruit? Jesus says that that third soil, that fourth soil, that soil that bears fruit, some a hundred, some sixty, 
some 30-fold. What is bearing fruit? We think of what Paul says about the fruits of the Spirit. What are those fruit? They're love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control, gentleness. Those are the fruits of the Spirit. But you know what? Matthew tells us about fruit too. We look back in chapter 3. The, very third, the third chapter of Matthew and John, one of the things he's telling the Pharisees and the Sadducees is that he calls them a brood of vipers and he says to bear fruit in keeping with repentance. How do we know if we've listened with our ears of our head or the ears of our heart? that we'll bear fruit in keeping with repentance, like John said. We will live lives that look like they've been changed. We're not going to live the way we used to live, but we're going to live lives that bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Then Jesus also, He talks about a tree bearing fruit in the Sermon on the Mount in chapter 7. And there... He says that a a good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. But there he says that false teachers will be recognized by their fruit or lack of fruit. How do you know somebody's really preaching God's Word? How do you know that what you're hearing really is genuine Good, solid stuff. Study the Word. Check it out for yourself. But also, does the preacher bear fruit? Can you tell from his life that he's a changed man? The finger is pointed at me right now. I'm a sinner, just like all of you. And I need Jesus' grace Probably more than some of you all. I, I, I need Him every hour. So, test the life of the preacher. Is he bearing fruit? And then in chapter 12, Jesus again is talking about good fruit. He says a, a good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. And that has to do with our words. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's what it says. How do we know if we're producing good fruit? How do we know? Our actions display that we've repented. And it affects our words, the words we say. Even that time when we stub our toe and something flies out of our mouth before we even knew it. God can change that. The Holy Spirit can change that. Will the Word have its effect on you? Will you repent? Will you bear fruit? Will the Holy Spirit's work in you as you hear the Word change the way you speak? Will people look at you and wonder, wow, you don't talk the way you used to talk. Those are the kind of evidences that we have fruit in our lives. So a question again. What kind of soil are you? 
What kind of soil am I? When I come to God's Word, and when you come, do we come with a heart that's ready to receive it? Ready to bow down to Jesus' Lordship? Do we come with a heart that's ready to repent of our errors? Or do we come with a hardened heart that wants to continue just to do things our way and it doesn't matter what anybody says, we will not be convinced otherwise. What kind of soil are we? Thank you for listening to this message from Woburn Baptist Church. For more information, please visit us at www.wilburnbaptistchurch.org or you can also like us on Facebook.